All right, and now we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. Hey, hey, that's right. And before we begin, <laughs> we had a listener write in to us. Thank you so much for writing in because we love hearing from you.、Um, but what did the listener say? Well, the listener actually <laughs> corrected us for、yes. um, a comment that we said from last episode. Well. A comment that I made because I was talking about how I had La Colombe coffee for the first time, and I how how you know I thought the density and the heaviness mouthfeel came from the nitrogen.、Mm-hmm. So the、uh, listener pointed out that the density of nitrogen is actually less than air Wait, or is CO two. Is it density or is it like atomic mass? Because they're different, right? I forgot how that converts. I forgot how that converts too. But basically, our listener mentioned petaxial constant, like three point six two times ten to the twenty third. <laughs> Why do you remember that? I don't know. I basically forgot all my chemistry. But our listener brought up that nitrogen is technically lighter than carbon dioxide and. And、um, oxygen and argon, which is like what makes up air, right? So nitrogen wouldn't be denser than air. If anything, nitrogen should be lighter than air.、Um, so our、Avogadro. hypothesis, <laughs> Avogadro explains everything. Constant.、Yes. Is it Avogadro? Yeah. Avocatro. Avo. I don't even remember his name. Six point zero two. Sorry, it's not six point three two. Two three six point zero two times ten to the power twenty three. Yeah, I got, anyway, I got the twenty three、um, part right.、Uh, okay, congrats. <laughs> <Anyways> . <laughs>、um, but yeah, so we just want to put that out there. Thank you for writing in. Please write to us、mm-hmm. whether you have suggestions or you have comments,、um, topic ideas,、right. etc. So the actual、yep. reason for、um, the nitrogen bubble being creamier and smoother would actually To do with the size of the bubble, actually, because、mm-hmm. nitrogen is less soluble in water, I think that makes the particle size、oh. of the bubble smaller. And right, in right, that right. case,、um, so the smaller the bubble, the larger the surface area, and、mm-hmm. the larger the surface area, so that has an effect on. You know the creamier, the yeah, creamier mouthfeel. Right. So basically, it's like an emulsion droplet, right? Like、mm-hmm. nitrogen is more hydrophobic than hydrophilic, so you would tend to form a little bit of a bigger bubble. Yeah, we can throw in these、is、big words like hydrophobic, hydrophilic. <laughs> can't remember the density <laughs> of nitrogen. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have failed. Uh huh. But. Yeah, our actual topic for today has nothing to do with bubbles,、um, and it's actually on food waste. Yes. So I think this is a topic that you know, if you talk to any food science professional or food science students, I feel like it's a topic that comes up again and again, right? Certainly, yes. So it's very close to consumer. Exactly. Like everyone has an opinion on it, so we don't really want to rehash on you know all the literature and all the information there is out there about. Um, food waste. What we kind of want to focus on today about food waste is innovations that we see being promising, whether it's at the industrial level or the consumer level, and kind of explore some of these options.、Um, talk about you know advantages and drawbacks, and also our thoughts on them. Right.、Mm-hmm. 
So we want to start maybe just to talk about the general numbers that were thrown out there. Right. right so we had a lot. yeah, we had that um you know, the overall claim is always that 30 to 40% of the food produced in the planet of Earth is wasted. Um mm-hmm. so I don't know, it's a very eye-catching title. Right. Right. Cuz it's almost half, right? Yeah. You're like, "Oof." Yeah, you you're think you're, you're thinking about like at least a third of your loaf of bread on average is just mm-hmm. down the trash. Yeah. Right. So, but I you know, but it's just one thing I want to kind of touch on is that you never really know how this number is calculated because yeah. obviously you can't get an accurate measure of say how much food people are wasted and how much food were wasted during production, um during distribution and uh, at the retail level, etc. So it's some Definitely. some kind of reasonable estimation. Um but yeah. like uh as we were talking before the show that food waste from say watermelon it's a little different than f- wasting say beef right because watermelon mm-hmm. probably takes less resources to produce uh as opposed to raise a cow slaughter and all that stuff Right. So the carbon footprint for, you know, throwing out 1 pound of watermelon is totally different from throwing out 1 pound of beef. Yeah, but if they were counted on the same scale and say by weight, on average mm-hmm. we're wasting 30% of the food, really doesn't mm-hmm. um it's not a doesn't very, do justice to the scale of waste, I guess. Yeah, right. So it's not as strong as a punch. Right. Mm-hmm. To, if if yeah. we were trying to advertise and advocate for reducing food waste, there might be better metrics and ways to look at it mm-hmm. that help people to raise more awareness. Right. Or even to make decisions about how, how to focus on reducing food waste in a supply chain. Yeah, right? exactly. So for like you said, so maybe during production or during manufacturing, because something like produce they have different shelf lives from other types of ingredients. Mm-hmm. So uh, how much is actually wasted would be pretty different, right? If something wilts within two days of plucking it from the field and whatnot, that's going to look very different in terms of food waste. Um, if something happens and, you know, transportation fails and whatnot, compared to something that is more shelf-stable. Yes. So yes. I think the whole 30 to 40% number... I mean, I'm really curious how they came to this number. I tried looking for it, um, but I didn't get very far. Yeah, these so. are just those like magic things that are just out there, right? And right. also, like, it's another like a, one. Like everyone quotes this number when they talk about food waste. Yeah, and another one is just population growth. Like, what we're gonna like by 2020, we're gonna reach how many? Like, is it nine billion, nine billion or, or ten billion or somewhere out there? Wait, did you say 2020? Because 2050. This- sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, 2050. 2050. Something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Population growth. Googling it right now as we speak. So by 2050, we're expected to be at 9.7 billion. So close to 10 billion people. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's a lot. Where do you come up with that number? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so, Maybe birth rates. Uh-huh. So th- this, is, this is just, you know, Things to kind of keep in mind when you read numbers, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, think about where that number came from. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a book called Statistics, Lies, and Damn Lies or something? Have you heard of that book? No. Okay, sorry. It's called Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics. Uh-huh. Basi- basically, it's saying that you can use statistics to bolster weak arguments because numbers can be very persuasive, but you can also manipulate numbers to tell the story that you want to tell. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's totally so this true. is why this is why every politician sounds so convincing <laughs> during the primaries, <laughs> depending on what sources of information they pull. Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh, I believe you, Biden, but I also believe you, Trump." Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not not my personal opinion, just saying, yeah. you know. I mean, that's yeah. true, I, and I mean, citing numbers are really a, a way. It, it, it's like a really persuasive way of communicating. Um. But you know, just also, I think people nowadays have the radar of detecting false numbers or like quote unquote mm-hmm. fact check it, right? Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That should definitely be more like of a skill that people learn, because I mean, there's so much misinformation out there that.、Mm-hmm. I mean, in the past, the problem was we didn't have enough information. Now, as we have too much information, you don't know what to believe. Yes. Um, yeah. But going back to food ways, you know, what's really interesting when we were researching this was that we found that for low-income countries, most of food waste actually occurs during production, whereas in developed countries, most of that comes in the form of、uh, wastage at the consumption stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense. Right. Right. Because you, you know, in the、um, less developed countries. They are、um, struggling with basic infrastructures of、um, producing, harvesting, transporting, storing, storing exactly. food. Yes, exactly. So, as opposed to more of the developed countries where food are so accessible that people kind of、mm-hmm. take it for granted, and especially right, right,、um, many things are super cheap. Right. So, relatively、yeah. speaking, relatively speaking, they're, right, they're, they're right. cheap. Um, the way that food is sold as a commodity、uh, mm-hmm. at the retail stores are not really—there、um, are some flexibilities, but sometimes it's not very flexible, right? They want to sell more at the same、yep. time、uh, when you buy them at once, so that really resulted in potential、uh, ways of wasting food, right? As、mm-hmm. opposed to if you、yeah. were going to farmers market or some some other countries where、uh, supermarkets or packaged foods, pa- packaged produce isn't that common to be sold,、mm-hmm. the portions are easier to control. Exactly, I think that's so true because I think also you know in a lot of developed and industrialized countries, people tend to live alone more than as a family unit. But、mm-hmm. really, who needs like a bag of fifty carrots? Yeah, I mean, I always buy that, and I'm just like, that's way too much. And in the past, <laughs> I would just split them with roommates and whatnot. But that's not really feasible, right? And if you were to portion it out to individual sizes, that's also a lot of packaging waste. It is. So、yes. it becomes, you know, yeah. Oh, that that's that that's a good point. I think when you you know live with a family. 
or you go to wet market, wet markets and whatnot. There's more flexibility in terms of like knowing exactly how much you want to buy. Yeah, we should and, have a you know a novel concept of grocery shopping would just be like the single right. session. <laughs> exactly. You just like take exactly how much you need,、uh-huh. and then that's it. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting too? You mentioned that、um, food is seen as such a commodity in the U.S. And people don't spend that much of their income on food. I think I read an article a long time ago that said,、mm-hmm. I mean, there are some countries where people would spend up to forty percent of their income just on purchasing food, whereas with, for U.S., I think that number is closer to seven percent. So when something is so ubiquitous, so accessible, right? People don't like it's just too accessible that people don't value it. Yeah. And they don't think too much about wasting some of it because it's everywhere,、mm-hmm. right? And this is really—I had this conversation with my coworker the other day because her mom is Colombian,、mm-hmm. and you know, both her and I—we were always taught growing up not to like waste any food. Like we're not supposed to even leave a single grain of rice、yeah. in our rice bowls because、right. my mom said like for every grain of rice you're gonna get like one pimple. Yeah. <laughs> And also, there's that、um, technique of just using a pair of chopsticks to、uh, kind of sweep all the rice, like every single exactly.、Grain. Yeah, you get everything, every single grain. Whereas I feel like people don't really think about that as much here. You know, I was shocked my f- when I first got to U.S.、Uh, freshman year in a dining hall, just the sheer amount of food people will waste and leave on their plates and not eat. Yeah, like it was a little bit. I think especially、insane. in college dining hall, it's it's like a different. Yeah. It it, it just very you 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 know the wasting situation is just out of control, right? Because it's、oh, like a、yeah. bunch of eighteen, nineteen year olds that are fresh off the leash that had、right. no family control or whatnot. <laughs> so just I gotta do whatever I want. <laughs> Yeah, freedom. Yeah. Oh, look, it's all you can eat buffet. I'm gonna take like twenty sausages. Right, exactly. Because I can.、Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's true. That's a skill. Figuring out how much you need to keep yourself satisfied, like that's a skill, so you don't take too much. See, see, that's a good point. That's like how we could potentially prevent food waste. Right. It's understand how much you need, and like、yeah. better at planning. Better at planning, better at guesstimating. Yeah, paying more awareness to what's rotting in your fridge. I, I, I. Okay, to be honest, I do a pretty bad job at that. Sometimes I open up my crisper drawer, like my vegetable crisper, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot I even had this here, and it's like、yeah. kind of wilting and rotting. <laughs> I <you> know. know. <laughs> Same thing here. Like it, it, it just happens sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. But maybe you know, someone out there should create some kind of digital solutions. I mean, I feel like I read about solutions where they track your purchasing habits, and then they tell you basically like if you purchase carrots this week, you know, this app knows, and then it'll tell you when it's about to go bad. Yeah, or something. You know, you get a notification or something. Yeah, or there's some quote unquote smart fridges. Yeah. Right to help、yes. you to manage your inventory at home, and、yeah. um, kind of prompt you to. Do more cooking, or give you recipes of what left in your fridge to help、mm-hmm. you、um, get rid of some of the、uh, close to expire items. Mhm, that's right. Yep. 
So yeah, but I guess that's just one of the many examples of what people have come up with to deal with this problem. Um, but we also have some other innovations that we want to talk about. So you know, if you look at the whole food supply chain, right? Mm-hmm. It starts at the farm. It goes to um, you know after it's harvested, it goes through processing. There's also transportation and distribution. It goes to wholesale, retail, and then it ends up at the consumer stage, right? Yep. So throughout this entire chain, um, there's a lot of opportunities for us to reduce food waste, and these are just some of the examples we saw that we found really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there are kind of the two ways of quote unquote reducing food waste. Right. First, we can just simply prevent it, like be better at planning,、uh, improving technologies in, in terms of、um, transporting or producing food、um, to minimize、mm-hmm. loss、um, based on、right. based upon that steps. Right. So th- those those、right. steps, and then you would also have、uh, quote unquote, you know, upscale、uh, upcycling or you know, kind of the waste management perspective. Like, how、mm-hmm. would you able to take food waste and upcycle it or turn it into something else that are more value yeah. added?、Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So for prevention, one example might be you know when the flavor saver was it called flavor saver tomato? Uh huh. Yeah. So so I think tomatoes used to have a very short self. Shelf life, yeah. Um, and someone came up with a tomato that could last a lot longer, and I'm sure that you know really helped prevent food waste.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it also made tomatoes really, really bland tasting. Yeah, there's no taste、so、in think, tomato. There, exactly. So that's that's a bigger. They're、argument. doing stuff about it though. Yeah, right.、That's、I、like、mean, they're they're still episode worth of. Discussion. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah,、uh-huh. I mean, there's, there's, they're doing things like gene editing to bring the flavor back and whatnot. But I think that's just one of many examples of prevention, right?、Yes. You can extend shelf life, or you can have better infrastructure、mm-hmm. to mitigate,、um, you know, the risk of accidentally wasting food. Totally.、Um, but I, yeah, and then there's, well, I think prevention is probably like the first catch, and then upcycling is the second catch. Yes. So、um, as much as we can prevent and dedicate most of the other efforts to upcycling, would be probably the most beneficial way、mm-hmm. to like systematically、yeah. reduce food waste.、Mm-hmm. So one example of upcycling that I found、uh, was very interesting. It involves Fermentation, and actually, my friend wrote a blog post about it.、Mm-hmm. So, people who are interested, I'll tell you. Okay, you, if you go to medium.com and you search for、uh, how can we recycle the world's food supply, it might involve leftovers. You're gonna find an article by Brian. I'm gonna pronounce his last name wrong. I think <laughs> Brian Lay. Yeah, well, But, we'll, we'll、uh, include this link in the show note. Yeah, we,、uh-huh. we will. So.、Um, Basically, the idea is, you know, you have food waste, right? And usually that just goes down the drain or it goes into the bin.、Um, but your food waste have—it's a very rich source of carbohydrates and proteins that, you know, instead of just throwing it away, you can actually eat it again. But ha- the way you would go about doing that is you sort of throw everything into a fermenter that you would have on your.、Um, Kitchen tabletop, similar to a rice cooker or something.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the idea is you add a mold called ko- koji, 
So koji is an edible mold that is typically used to make miso, soy sauce, rice wine, etc. But koji is very special because they can secrete enzymes into their environment. And those mm-hmm. enzymes can break down food into their simpler molecules, right? Yes. So your koji is going to break down, uh, your koji is going to produce proteases, which can break down protein into amino acids. Um, and then you can... You know, there's amylases, so you get these simple sugars that are produced. And the idea is, you know, you are still retaining that nutrient um, in the form of a very nutritious broth. Mm-hmm. And you can use that for soups, you can use that for cooking and whatnot. And this is just one of the many examples of how to upcycle your waste. But I think this is sort of at the consumer level, which is where we see a lot of waste with you know industrialized countries right yes and it's also a kind of interesting idea mm-hmm. um, so this is really I, I think it's really cool to just think about the mm-hmm. overall idea of um it's essentially a smart kitchen appliance right to, right. to have a fine controlled you, you know fermenter essentially yep right so this fermenter mm-hmm. is able to reproduce food or produce again uh from waste and right, and this is right. um you know it it, it kind of takes a i don't know leap of faith to <laughs> to actually implement <laughs> it right so if you're thinking about especially what we're doing now with um you know leftovers or food that were just yeah. thrown down the drain you're now right. trying to collect it and um to 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 then make use of it and the end goal, uh, which is the most challenging part, is to consume it again. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so this needs to be more, um, you know, in my own opinion, needs to be more panned mm-hmm. out. Right. It's not. Yeah. The finalized. I mean, form. it's not a total package solution yet, but I think the the concept behind it is certainly very interesting. You know, there are other concerns such as you know microbiological hazards and whatnot. Yes. Um, yeah. Or or I. It's more about microtoxins, right? If it's a mold, right, right, uh, right. If you're tor- if you're throwing in, you know, food that has been, you know, unless if you're throwing in chicken breast that has sat on your counter for four days and there might be salmonella and whatnot, yeah. maybe not the best idea. I, well, right? you probably would somewhat like this uh, fermenter. Let's just say it's a fermenter. Mm-hmm. It might have a kill step to kind of sterilize right. everything. Be like. All the microbes kill all the microbes and then dose. Before you add in your koji, you kill yeah. all the microbes. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would, uh, th- you know, it's it's bacterial cytal. You kill all the bacteria, but then there's also heat resistant spores, right? Uh-huh. And there's also, like you said, right. <laughs> like you said, there's also mycotoxins. Yeah, that, Toxin which has been there really, already. Can't really kill. Yeah, uh, so there there's some concerns there. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, I don't mean to like <laughs> I don't mean to shit I don't mean to shit over your idea or anything. But I think I think there's th- those are definitely hurdles that can be overcome. Mhm. Agreed. Um, but I think the whole concept of bringing this down to the consumer level where it you know which is the source of a lot of food waste mm-hmm. uh, in western countries and more developed countries. I think that's worth exploring because if you t- talk about composting, composting, you know, you're taking food and then you're kind of returning that nutrient and value back to the soil. But then for this one, you're actually turning food back into food. 
Yeah. So, so so I think composting is the most developed yet less mm-hmm. value added way of dealing with food waste. Because I think a lot of people who actually do composting at the personal level, either they have a yard or they're into gardening, right. or they're very like eco-friendly and green. Because composting is kind of, you know, yes, you can throw it in and kind of forget about it, but you need a lot of space for that. You need a lot of space, and the too. efficiency is relatively low. Um, right, I, right. I, which you know, it has good uses. But it's just very yeah. difficult to maintain, and mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot better than landfill everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the innovations uh, or ideas I, I think that we thought was interesting. And then, do you want to talk about some of the other upcycling examples? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think you know people can look it up more. Um, you know, you can read Brian's. Uh, article and um, there are a few ways that I would just um, these are more into um, the current research or the recent research in food science and how food scientists are using uh, novel techniques are um, and trying to provide additional value of food waste right, so you can mm-hmm. the whole idea of value added um, upcycling food waste as ingredients is that idea Right, so right. the uh, most famous and um, story has been told a thousand times is uh, whey protein, right? So <laughs> cheese whey used to be the um, a waste stream, right? That whole thing of once you get cheese and you press the whey and that whey goes into waste, right? It's mm-hmm. um, actually literally thrown yeah, away. Yeah, it's thrown away and it's actually a environmental hazard. Um, and then nowadays people really uh, value a lot about whey proteins as a uh, stable source of nutrition uh, for muscle yeah. building, for uh, various drinks right. and, um, you know, bars. Protein is... Out of body builders. Yeah, protein is in yeah. general on the rise, right? So mm-hmm. um, novel techniques, namely, um, you know, uh, ultrafiltration was the technique to separate this large molecule of protein from the whey's uh, cheese whey mm-hmm. and make whey protein and whey protein concentrates and selling them for mm-hmm. big money yeah i mean the, the, this thing is not cheap you know i was looking it up on amazon to get like a five pound bottle of whey protein it's about fifty dollars that's like ten dollars per pound yeah 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 well if it's the yeah. heavily processed or you know well flavored you can actually yeah, yeah, yeah. sell this them is like pretty the, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So, I mean, whoever came up with this idea, you know. Yeah, it was... Ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And similarly, yeah. you can do... There are other waste streams like fruit pomace, right? So mm-hmm. uh, if you're pressing juice or you're making wine, uh, making different like fruit vinegar, you'll have all these mm-hmm. fruit flush that were left over. Right, so they're right, like skins and stems, etc. Yep, it's a good fiber source. It's a good fiber source, and it also contains a lot of antioxidants. So novel mm-hmm. techniques like ex- extractions, um, certain type of conditions under extraction would help um, you know uh, recover most of these bioactives, yeah. and then selling them as a um, 
you know, either a dietary supplement or some type of ingredient that can be used、mm-hmm. for other food productions.、Mm-hmm. Right, and what's really interesting about these things that you mentioned is that it, these th- these are all on the industrial level, right? Yes, everything. Well, exactly. Yes. So there is a lot of incentive for companies to actually invest、um, in these sort of strategies or even research into how to produce. I mean, how to how to transform their waste into a value added product because. That dairy manufacturer or that cheese manufacturer now has another source of income. Exactly. And、uh-huh. that is, you know, I think whey protein might be more expensive than some cheese. Yeah, some cheese. Yeah, is, is, so is really the cheese is the byproduct or actually the whey is the byproduct? It, exactly. It, it, it depends. Yeah. Depends on what type of cheese you make. So, <sighs> companies are really banking in on this. Yeah, definitely. So,、um, just on your thought, right? The、um, efforts from sort of a consumer level, it's still kind of limited.、Mm-hmm. Like I can't do too much about my expired or、um, y- you know sour or acidified wine or、um, mm-hmm. my my sour milk. <laughs> Not that I have、right. any in my fridge, but、um, just to say as an example, you know, there are not a lot of ways to. To personally conduct these type of value-added、um, mm-hmm. activities, yeah, yeah. So it seems like the value-added part of it is more feasible from an industrial、um, standpoint.、Mm-hmm. Whereas as consumers, the best thing we can do is just prevention, awareness. You know, yeah. Split that bag of carrots with your roommates <laughs> if you have to. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and really, I think you brought up an excellent point on planning. And and the awareness of, you know, keep food waste as part of your life, right?、Mm-hmm. It's just not that you you buy a bunch of shit when you see them in the store and they all look fancy、right. and beautiful and trying yeah, to eat all. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, green peas! Oh my god, broccoli!、Yeah. Like, it's good to check your fridge. Like, that's that's the thing. Check your fridge before you go grocery shopping.、Mm-hmm. You know, see how much you have. Yeah,、um, exactly. Don't buy everything that looks like something. Yeah, like I think planning ahead and just knowing what you have and what you don't have. Like that's gonna go a long way. Definitely, I I can't agree with you more. This is an excellent、mm-hmm. point. I think at this day and age,、uh, since Brian's machine hasn't been on market yet, right? So、yeah. The best way may just be <laughs> to take care of ourselves by planning it more. Exactly. And yeah. To- and like, I'm not saying that we're angels. We're the best people who are great at you know not wasting food. You know, I used to have this problem as well,、mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I lived with you know roommates who also had a lot of stuff in their fridge, like in our fridge. Yeah. You know, when I realized that I could only use a small section of the fridge, that forced me to you know reevaluate: Do I really need like? Three different types of plant milks in my fridge. Probably no. Right. Right.、Mm-hmm. Kind of planning ahead and you know just being more aware of it definitely goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, and it really help you to become a better person. I think just to、yeah. just to plan ahead and cook meals and do these type of things. Right.、Mm-hmm. That's the Ben in his mid twenties speaking from experience. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> been, been there, done that. Throw too many exactly. things away.、Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like the homecoming episode of talking about food waste. Uh huh. 
All right, so and now onto the new food topic segment. Yeah, so we started <laughs> having this segment a couple episodes ago where we we're like, you know what? We try a lot of new foods, so let's talk about them and what we like and didn't like and what's interesting about them. Yeah.、Um, but Ben didn't try anything this week, apparently. So he's gonna talk about chicken mushroom. Yeah. So this is a new recipe I tried,、uh, which resulted、uh-huh. in a new dish that I tried. So this is a、uh, steamed chicken and mushroom dish. I typically don't steam a lot of dishes. Uh, but this one is particularly interesting because it's a marinated chicken. It's just chicken legs, a、uh, deboned chicken legs. It turned out great.、Uh, it's a it's a great dish to have. It's a, what I call a mylar browning free dish, right?、Uh-huh. So there's no、um, direct heating and、um, and protein involved. So there's no、right. there's no browning, but it still tastes great, mostly from the spices.、Right. I'll try to find a recipe if I can,、uh, and include、okay. it in the show notes.、Um, you're welcome、mm. to try it. It sounds like a very good winter, you know, cold winter night kind of dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that brothy because it's steamed. You don't actually need water、right. to in contact with the chicken, so it's、mm-hmm. more just like a very,、uh, you know.、Uh, so the juices are still、sauce. intact. Right,、yes. it doesn't get diluted down or anything. Exactly. Yes. That sounds yum.、Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so I live near a Korean supermarket. Yeah, we, and Ben we knows well this, know but I, you, you, I think you mentioned already. <laughs> I think I mentioned it. I go there like three times a week, and all my coworkers know because I'm always bringing in new snacks for them to try out.、Uh, it's a problem. A big part of my income is going towards this grocery store. <laughs> I'm not mad about it though.、Um, <laughs> so I tried this Korean yogurt jelly. So I don't know if you guys have had Yakult or Vitagen. It's basically like a thin yogurt drink. So there's this gummy candy produced by this Korean company called Violac that、uh, is basically yogurt jelly. It's yogurt flavored.、Mm-hmm. What I found very interesting is it's very not sweet. Because you know, if you ever have gummies in the U.S., like Haribo, well, Haribo is technically German, but the gummies tend to be a lot sweeter. And I found out that for this gummy, it didn't taste that sweet at all. And it seems like a lot of gummies have corn syrup as their first ingredient, but this one has starch syrup. Hmm. Interesting. So, so it's softer. Yeah. Well, not necessarily softer, but I think starch is not as sweet as corn syrup. Uh huh. Like starch syrup, because think about starches. The dextrose equivalent would be a lot.、Um, is it higher or lower? Let me see. Like you know how you know what I mean. Like starch. If you take corn starch and you eat it, there's it is not sweet. No, no, it's not. Because it's a very long chain polymer.、Mm-hmm. That is not hydrolyzed. You know, if it's hydrolyzed into glucose syrup, it becomes sweeter and sweeter, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I think because this product uses starch syrup and not, you know, I feel like corn syrup is probably more hydrolyzed, which is why it's a lot sweeter. Could be.、Um, yeah, I I don't actually know. It depends. Yeah.、Um, but what was the end result of it? The result it, it was that it was not sweet at all. It was just like a teeny little bit sweet.、Mm-hmm. Um. But 
yeah, I just found that really interesting. Yeah, and what was the name of the product? It's called Yogurt Jelly Original. Okay. Um, by the company called Violec. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if we can find a link for that too. But that's that's all I tried this week. Yeah. I also tried some strawberry Kit Kats <laughs> from Japan. Those were good too. Yeah. Um, but yes. <laughs> Great. All right. I think all that's right. a wrap of this episode. Yep. So you can email us at fihpodcast at gmail dot com, and um, mm-hmm. you can listen to us on any type of um, podcast platform that you desire. Yeah, and feel free to send us any comments, questions,、uh, topic ideas. We're always open to、mm-hmm. talking about different things. Yeah, and don't forget to give us a five star. Thanks for listening. All right, till next time. Bye. Bye.